From Capital Broadcasting Company and WRAL-FM, I'm Sarah King, and you're listening to Wine and Dandy. I'm Jamie Caskey, and we want to help you understand that wine is fun, so we intend to prove it. And today, I think we're really going to show you. We're going to nail it today. Because we are thinking of a scenario that all of us have encountered from time to time. Especially now that we can all meet again. Right, and I don't know about you, but my calendar is jam Pack. Yeah, being a little, little social stress. Yeah, I'm as a little overwhelmed. To social anxiety. Yes, I'm yeah. a little overwhelmed. Yeah, and I find by Fridays I'm actually like winded. Yeah, you're like I want to see people, but I don't want to make it a big affair. Yes, exactly. So what we're getting at is like the impromptu party. It's mm-hmm. warm weather now, and if your friend calls and is like, you know, I'd love to see you, or this juicy bit of gossip happened, let's talk about it. Let's be <laughs> real. That's what really happens. We thought it would be a good idea how to put together a very quick, very easy. Grocery store heavy, because we all have grocery (laughs) stores nearby, way to put on a patio. So this is involving a lot of food today. We're going to talk about snacks and table dressing and the wine that goes well with it. Yeah, two terrific wines that we're super excited about introducing you to. But I want to get back to what you called this while we were shopping, which was a pronto patio party. Yeah, I like alliteration. Okay, pronto patio party. That's what this is. I like it. I told Jamie this idea, and she thought it was great. Yep. I do. I like a very quick, easy meetup. I'm all about socializing now that we can. But again, because we're all easing into it and it's been 16 months. I mean, it's not just like three weeks. That's the part that gets yeah. me with this whole thing. It's like usually you're like, I have, I've been on vacation for a few weeks. This feels four. No. Yeah. It's been 16 months. Yeah. You don't want to hit it full speed and get ramp up. Yes. Let's ease ourselves into enjoying one another. Yeah, exactly. So this is something you can throw together. I told her to come in with a couple of snack recipes that you can throw together on the fly. Yep to entertain and you know your friend can come over and sure you can sit on the porch there's nothing wrong with this and just drink next to your you know half empty pots of plants if you you know your bag of soil full empty if you're in my house yes i tend to over purchase yes exactly so honoring the fact that we're starting to see each other again yeah yeah so we she came in with a great recipe so let's just dive into the recipes and i get to taste this in one bite by the way yes this is not a sarah friendly recipe because sarah is um, lactose intolerant yes i am so i immediately went to one of my go-to recipes, which is <laughs> full of lactose. <laughs> Nothing but. <laughs> right. But I did. Uh, I'm going to bring it back around on my second thing. But this is a corn dip that I love to serve. Now, it can be served warm. You can serve it year-round. But for some reason, I think of it as a summer dip, uh, especially if you're doing it with fresh corn, which, by the way, don't kid yourself, I did not. He did, well, you did it with, with frozen. Fresh frozen. Right. Yes. And everything can be purchased in one trip to the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And the nice thing about this is it freezes pretty well. So when you make that, you can do a bigger bag and then freeze it in quart-sized bags. And if somebody says, hey, let's get together, and you've got a little bit of time, you pop that thing in the microwave, maybe add a little extra cheese if it seems a little thin, and boom, ready to go. We're having it with Fritos. We are very excited about Fritos. It's been a while for both of us. I haven't had Frito in six years, and that was like an explosion of what were you doing right, in my mouth. Right, <laughs> Fritos, Fritos uh, scoops are highly underrated, in my opinion. So anyway, here is how you make it. And I do need to say credit to our friend Mary Hallow because I got this recipe from her. She used to work here. Did with you use it at all? A million years ago. I changed it slightly, but then I'll it's tell yours. you why. Then right. it's yours. Okay, there you go. The original recipe calls for a full stick of butter, and homegirl does not do that. A stick so, of butter in And this? you don't even need it. You don't even need it. When that we is the most the recipe, southern thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, right. Well, this is a pretty old recipe. But it's not even going to be in the well, recipe. Let's get into it. What's in here? It's cream cheese, sour cream. You can lighten up with both of those should you choose. I did a bag of fresh leaf frozen <laughs> corn, haha, thawed. I would really recommend thawing it in the microwave. I think that's a little bit cleaner. It doesn't get so mushy as just leaving it out to thaw. Okay. And it calls for 
diced jalapenos. Now, that's not always good for everybody because of tummy troubles. So I used diced green chilies, which I find is just as good. If you like a kick, knock yourself out on the jalapenos. And then there's some cumin in it. And then you dip it with the scoops, and it's amazing. I can't wait for you to try it. Well, we will post this recipe, so I hope yep. you weren't worried about because, you know, with ratios and whatnot. Well, I want to have it with wine. Yes. So we'll start talking about the first one. We went to Seaboard Wine Warehouse in downtown Raleigh off of Whitaker Mill and Jen King, friend of the show. Right. Queen Supreme of Wine. I told her what this recipe was, and I said, what do you think will go good with it? And she was like, held this bottle in the air and was like, this wine yeah. goes with everything. <laughs> Let's see. So it's called, it's a vino verde, but it's a vino rosé. Yum. I love vino verde in summer, and I'm excited about the rosé. Right. And this is Santola, which has the crab on the label. It's a Portuguese wine. Mm. And uh, so where's your glass? All right, so a little tasties for both of us. Full disclosure, we took a picture of all of our beverages first and did a little video out front, so we've eaten some of this already, but I have not tried this. Yes, this is brand new to her palate. Well, you get to have one, too, so we can try it together. So here's one for you. Sorry, I do have napkins. Thank you. We have beautiful lemon napkins. Yes, also from the grocery store. We'll get to that later. I'm so excited and a little nervous because I never eat this much (laughs) dairy, ever. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so good. Thanks. It's a party pleaser. People pleaser at a party. Mm. Now we'll try it with the wine. This rosé is very light. Mm-hmm. Not. It's not crazy acidic. Oh, yeah. Pairs beautifully. Oh, my goodness. That is heaven. This yeah. is like the perfect summer pairing. And and just a note, if you want to do something spicy, it's always going to do something a little bit sweet. And this has like the tiniest bit of like fruit forwardness. Not yeah, sweet, but not it's, sweet. Not, it's not super lean. Right. I think you could substitute the sour cream. Mm-hmm. For yogurt. Yeah, you could do Greek or, yogurt. You sure could. Yeah, like, and it would make it even lighter. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, then I'll do mine. Mine is super bargain basement discount, but this will get the job done. Yep. And everybody who saw it when we were getting it together was like, oh. Yeah. And it's all in presentation. Presentation's mm-hmm. a very big part of this. So I said, I was thinking about it, and my life is busy, as is most people who are listening. And I said, well, what can I do? I'm going to tell you what that is after this break. Welcome back. Join us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, yep. all with the tag Wine and Dandy Podcast. Exactly. And we'd love your comments. And we'd love for you to give us recipes because I am an avid cook and I want all the recipes I can get. <laughs> <laughs> Please, all the recipes. To and honestly, back to the corn thing real quick. I'm going to post a vegan a version, vegan of, version this. of this. Sure. Because I know I, after tasting it, I know how to make that where it's going to be. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'll have to write it down and test it before mm-hmm. I do it. But regardless, what I'm doing is I said, you know, this is going to happen after work. I'm usually super hungry when I get home from work. So I was like, what do they have at the grocery store that I can make that's pretty hearty and can be made into, like, finger food form? And I said, sandwiches. Yeah. You can do any sandwich in this way. I know that Wegmans has really good barbecue. They make really good coleslaw. And they have a bakery with really beautiful handmade hamburger buns. Um, Me, please. Pick me. Yeah. I would like to go with a full disclaimer. Sarah could work at Wegmans. <laughs> Sarah knows Wegmans literally like the back of her I hand. I do. I'm there so it's often. crazy to go in with her. Because <laughs> it's a big store for those of you who don't you know. You got where... a question? Don't go to somebody with nope. a Wegmans shirt on. Look for Sarah. <laughs> 100%. I know where everything is. Um, Anyway, so all you do is you make a sandwich. So I made, I got the, I warmed up the barbecue and layered it with the, the coleslaw, made the sandwich, cut it into four, stuck toothpicks in it, arranged it. It right is. There. And arranged it in a nice orderly fashion mm-hmm. and then you always want to put something pretty that I used to cater I catered for years yeah I ran catering companies in New York City and I like to liken catering 
all of food service can be compared to armed service. In what way, Sarah? Just because it's very orderly. Yeah. Everyone has a specific job. Uh-huh. And you deal with the public, a.k.a. the enemy. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's not catering any more people. I know. No, to it's totally not true. <laughs> I loved working in restaurants. I wouldn't have done it for as long as I did if I didn't. Yeah. But um, so when you're in catering, I like to call that the special ops. Oh. Because you have to make a kitchen in like some of the craziest places. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be able to make food that's beautiful and tastes good. Yeah. In the craziest it can be pouring down rain and you have people holding umbrellas over you. That has happened to me. Ugh. And I've the the guests have no idea that you are covered like soaking wet. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. So Are you a big fan of stress, Sarah? Um it's a very stressful <laughs> yeah, position, which is, is why I, I'm no longer in it. Right. Um, but so what I did with this is like, I put it on, this is going to sound ugly, but we have pictures of this. <laughs> I have a white paper plate and I cut the bun into like points and I pointed all the points in, in towards the center. So it made a, a circular, mm-hmm. followed the path of the plate. And then in the center, if you have herbs, plop oh, some herbs in the middle, great. but we didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Again, catering kicked in. I was like something pretty. Yeah. I cut a lemon in half. This is a theme for our table. Yep. Uh, I cut a lemon in half, stuck it in the center of all those points, and boom, it looked nice. Yeah. Plus, with the frilly toothpick, you know what? Spend a few extra pennies. Get the frilly toothpicks. Yeah. People. It totally it does make Visually. a difference. So that was my idea for a very quick, and it's hearty. Mm-hmm. So oh you, yeah. And if you're gonna drink wine with your friend, you need something on your stomach. Let's get some to soak that thing up. I think together we, uh, after all of our tastings outside and inside, we've eaten a sandwich today. Huh? We'll do the second wine with the second half. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do we'll do this again with our Santola Vino Rosé. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> the barbecue is spicy. Mm-hmm. The coleslaw is tangy. It's the perf. And these buns are terrific. Yeah, they're 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 enriched with egg, so they're a little richer. So it's soft and pillowy. Oh. And then you that's take, really good. And the spice with this wine, it's spice, spice, and like softer, less acidic wines worked really well. This Verde Vino Verde is terrific. And Don't, what's the name again? It's Santola is the brand. They also make this traditional Vino Verde. Mm-hmm. Vino Verde is a Portuguese grape, mm-hmm. and uh, this is their rosé version. Mm. Oink said the pigs as they rammed those in. Oink, I'm not letting this go to waste. <laughs> All right, so let's open this next bottle before we go to our last two dishes. All right, so let's open this next bottle of wine. Before we do, though, I wanted to mention this vino um, rosé. Mm-hmm. Vino Verde rosé is only $9 a bottle, and it is heaven. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am happy because when we picked up the wine I, on Jen King's recommendation, I just bought a couple bottles for the yeah, house. She'll never lead you wrong. Yeah. All right, so the next one is another perennial favorite. It's Peak Pool is the grape. It means lip-smacking. It's got a lot of great, like citrusy, yummy. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. It's it's just it's a great pairing for all of these foods, is especially it, spicy. Is it sort of like a, a Sauvignon Blanc or no? I'd say more of a Pinot Grigio. Okay, oh. but but I think oh. it's got more weight. It's French. Picpoul de Panay is what mm-hmm. we have here. Um, it's a very famous label. It's right now. We looked it up, mm-hmm. and because we didn't look at when we were at Seaboard, we didn't look. So we, we were looked, just grabbing wine. <laughs> yeah, we were like, "What? We're going to buy wine today? Great!" And we never go shopping together. <laughs> Clearly, that is dangerous. Yeah, we will not be doing that again for a while. <laughs> not oh, if well. we're trying to save money. <laughs> um, but so we looked up online, and we saw one place had it for twenty something dollars, yeah. and then one person had it for fifteen. And I remember it being in the fifteen range. However, with the tariffs. It might be pushing 20, but this, this typically it's an affordable French wine. Yeah. So we're going to drink it. Let's do it. Let's 
So let's do this. And why don't you tell everybody about your your tomato? Yes, let me tell you about my second recipe. And I make this all the time in the su- summer because I grow two of these ingredients. So it's uh, it's as if you're making a braggadocio uh, little order. I'm sorry, what? Braggadocio? It's just braggy. It's oh, braggy. Way to say. Oh. Yeah. Sounds better when you say braggadocio. Oh, braggadocio. Yeah. I thought you were like introduced me to something new. <laughs> no, no. Um, just me bragging about these veggies I grow. So I grow basil every summer and I grow cherry tomatoes. And I love me some goat cheese, which I do not grow. But the easiest thing in the world, and I cannot tell you how many people have had this and like, this is terrific. You're like, it's literally the easiest thing in the world. You take one of your larger basil leaves. You smear a little bit of goat cheese on there, like a, mm, let's say, a teaspoonful. Sure. You shove a cherry tomato in there, wrap the basil around, stick a frilly toothpick through, boom, and you serve it with balsamic glaze. So you could drizzle it over the top or you can dip it sure. in the glaze. Yeah, you can, and, yeah. And you made it because I'm lactose intolerant. And yes. there, when we do have vegans listening, we do. Um, you can make it without the cheese and it's just as good. Oh, yeah, it's terrific. The tomato basil combo. I mean, we've all had that on pizza. I mean, it's, it's famous for being delicious. Incredibly savory and very, very good. And and you can for me, you can't leave out the glaze. The glaze is like the crux. Yes, which is interesting because I tend to go without the glaze, but many people love I never serve it without the glaze cuz a lot of people like it. I like the fresh flavor of it without, but yes, you really enjoy that. Okay. And well, then because she's blasphemous, she dipped another one of our party ingredients in the glaze, but we'll get to that in a minute. Frito. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't regret it. <laughs> I've got my little cute little, they're so cute. He looks like Little Red Riding Hood, but with a green hood. Yes. All right, so let's do a pop of this and a sip of pig pool. I like how it's one bite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another beauty of this appetizer. It's one bite. Aside from the sandwiches, when you think larger d'oeuvres, try to think in bite size. Yeah. Mm. And the pig pool goes well. Because mm. sometimes when you drink a wine with a tomato... I wondered about it that. Would, it would, it's too sharp and it, your mouth almost like burns a second. Yeah. I got none of that. No, this is delicious. It's very refreshing. Mm. I think it's a great one. Sort of a lemon yellow goes well with our theme. And then lastly, because we want to add something sweet on the table, Jamie was so kind as to bring, it's strawberry season here in North mm-hmm. Carolina, so a big bowl of strawberries. Nothing's wrong with berries and like whatever your budget can afford. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful, and they're red, and when you get a good strawberry, nothing better. It's the best. So I'm going to try this with the peak pool, too. Mmm. This was a good batch of strawberries. Mmm. To be honest, I don't like it with the wine. I've only had the strawberry, which was terrific, mm-hmm. I must say. <laughs> it makes the wine bitter. Yeah, don't drink it with the wine. Yep. I wonder how it would be with the vino rosé. Okay, one more strawberry, one more gulp of wine. Okay, guys, we're going to try it with the first wine. The, the, the rosé, which is, I think, less acidic than the peak pool. Mm-hmm. No, it's too sweet. You have yeah. to have a, you need a sweet wine with this. I was going to say, what would you recommend with a this? A sweet wine. Maybe a, would you, a bubbly? Like a, des- a dessert wine. Ah. Because this is dessert. Yes. So maybe the, maybe the berries weren't the best idea. Yeah. All right, well, no harm, no foul. Yeah, we admit defeat. We're going to eat them. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to eat it. I mean, like... <laughs> Now, Sarah, one thing that you excel at with your background is a tablescape. She can do a lot with a little tell us what you did Thank today. you. That's because of my special ops training, a.k.a. catering career. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. I can tell you so many stories. First of all, when you're trying to do something bigger, because I know some of you probably are planning weddings out there, yeah. you always want to start with your budget. Start with how many people and start with your budget. But, you know, for a quick afternoon in your backyard, say, I don't want to spend more than $40. Stick to that. Yep. And go to your um, more affordable grocery stores. They all have the paper plate section. Yep. So pick up a cheap tablecloth. You know who else has a great selection of paper goods? 
Dollar Tree, and oh, that's yeah. a dollar a piece. So you get your right. tablecloth, your napkins, your cups, your even the cute little square napkins. Yeah. So we bought a dark blue tablecloth, mm-hmm. lemon napkins, little wine napkins. They contrasty, look beautiful. Yeah. Papa with Cella. The, yeah, with our white paper plates and the lemons that we cut for the. I mean, it was all this theme. So trying to keep a theme of color going. Mm-hmm. And look around you. There's always something to decorate. Yeah. Like you go in your yard, pick out some sprigs of right. of, of like you know even. Even that jaggedy bush you might have not cut in your front yard. If you take a few, like, look at it like a person looking at art and try to find a nice, pretty branch and then cut that off and put it in a vase and boom, you've got, like, a modern-looking... Yeah. It doesn't have to be flowers. No, it could be you anything. You can do a lot with any kind of greenery. Yeah. So just be creative. Mm-hmm. But I did want to mention one more thing as far as, like, planning out what to have. Mm-hmm. Because whenever someone would call me when I catered, they'd be like, well, what should we have for our buffet or whatever or hors d'oeuvres? And I'm like, I always have one meat option. Always have a fish option. This oh. is if you have a lot of people. Yeah, I was gonna say. But yeah. for us, we just went. We went meat. We went um, the creamy, like mm-hmm. decadent with the mm-hmm. corn. Right. We went light and fresh, and one vegan option, mm-hmm. which was the berries and the tomatoes without the cheese. Right. So you just kind of like vary it, and yeah. like one cooked item, one raw item. Just don't do all. You don't want a table full of brown. Yeah. But you don't want just, well, I got, bought bread and salami. Yeah. Or, oh, uh, or which I, got, I would eat, but still, it's or, very modified. And there's nothing wrong with going with Chick-fil-A. So make sure you put some fruit on the table. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe do a veggie tray. Historically, they don't all get eaten. But if you, I mean, I can do a whole episode on this. Maybe I should. Yeah, you should. Because there's some tricks to doing a beautiful hors d'oeuvre table. Oh, yeah. Tricks. This is an episode we will do because okay. I would like to know these tricks. Yeah. <laughs> so Let's we'll just revisit. say I can make a, a vegetable platter that will blow your mind. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. And I'm all about the fruit. Like, yeah. I'll make a watermelon basket in the blink of an eye. Let's can go. Can you? Giddy up. Yeah. Oh, so easy. I've never done that. Oh, it's the easiest thing in the world. Huh. We would also love to get your ideas. If there's something that you do pretty regularly for a picnic or when people are just popping over. Oh, yeah, like your go-to. Yeah. We would really like some new ideas, guys. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. And you can find us on Twitter, Wine and Dandy Podcast. Message us. We love talking to people, giving them ideas. We're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back with some wine news. So speaking of a summer patio party, I have a little wine news today, and it allows me to brag a little bit about a sweet friend of mine. Oh, well, this might be good to talk about at a patio party. Go, dish. Okay, here we go. So my oldest girlfriend, Taylor, who just graduated from Duke Med School. Ooh, congrats. Yes, there were several celebrations, and at one of them, she got to enjoy a 13 hundred dollar bottle of wine oh damn right so i asked her to tell us all about it okay what was it called it is the harlan estate 2015 bordeaux red blend from oakville and napa valley and i looked online and you can't even get it right now well i guess you can't get it anymore they must just be out of it so her dad had bought it and put it away for this very day and then when they had a party with his family one of several parties i'm sure (laughs) yeah they broke it out so I said, honey, do tell. Yeah, what, what did you it taste about like? This wine. It's very nice. She said uh, she thought it was great. 
And then she went into a lot. I'm so proud of her. Great detail. She says she thinks it had the more fruity floral taste that you usually see in a Pinot Noir, but more full-bodied like a cab. She says she's not a huge fan of really heavy tannin wines, so this was right in her wheelhouse. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the price makes it not an everyday bottle, she said, but it seemed really balanced, like it appealed to any kind of red drinker and a great celebratory wine for sure. Um, get that girl a magazine column. For, well, except that now she's starting her residency. She, she ain't got no time for that. Oh, we none of us have time for anything. Right. But that's a great description. And what's great about it is that she was saying it's more fruit forward than she expected, especially in a Bordeaux. You don't think fruit forward yeah. in, in a Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's got to do with the fact that it's 2015 and we're in 2021, so it's had some time to mellow. Yeah. How nice is that? Yeah, right? Yeah. I thought she did a great job. Now, our next little bit of wine news is not... Quite as good news. It's really more interesting, though. Two famous old Sonoma wineries closed within the same week. Oh, which ones? A possibly disturbing trend. I don't uh, like it. <laughs> Claude Dubois and Sebastiani are closing this month for the exact same reason, and that is economies of scale. What does that mean? Well, it means the wine brands aren't going away. Gallo, for instance, owns uh, Claude Dubois. They're closing the winery there, and the Foley Family Wines is closing the Sebastiani winery in downtown Sonoma. Because it's just more efficient for them to make those brands somewhere else. So they said once a wine ceases to be an estate wine and becomes part of a brand, there's no reason to make it in any one particular place. So bye-bye to those tasty I'm kind rooms. of for it, though, because that leaves more room for someone who needs an estate to start their own business. I like your positive spin on that, my friend. Yeah, I try to work that way in the world. And that <laughs> wraps up this edition of Wine News with Wine and Dandy. <laughs> Cheers! Listen, if you have a patio party, we hope you try some of these recipes, drink some of the wines, mm. and or do your own thing. But by all means, tell us about it. Exactly. Now, you can find us all over the socials. All over. Mm. Don't go back too far, though, because Jamie will be embarrassed. Right. <laughs> Wine and Dandy Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you have something to share with us, just pop it on in there. We are pretty quick to respond. All right. Have a wonderful party season, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.